failure is different for everyone as well. And to be honest, I think the only true failure, this is going to sound really cheesy, but really is giving up. Like, it's not it's not really failing that I my t-shirt line, you know, didn't sell as much as I wanted it to because I can learn for next time what to do better and I already know that I didn't market it enough, you know, I didn't uh, drive that whole experience very well so I've only got myself to blame and to learn from for next time. And I would consider it a failure if I just gave up and never did another one. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke. And welcome to this episode on fear of failure. We thought we'd talk a little bit about fear of failure because Charlie and I often share a lot about our goals on the show and our side projects and things that we like to work on, but we haven't really touched into the fear of failure, which I think is a fear that both of us experience now and then. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but first is the weekly check-in. So Charlie, how's it going? Well... I actually, I think it was last week, I said that I had some exciting things coming up that I wasn't allowed to talk about yet, and now I can, so... Ooh, share. Yeah, yeah. So next week, actually, when you're hearing this podcast episode, I will be attending a creator camp held at the YouTube space in London. Basically, it's an opportunity, it's called YouTube Next Up, and YouTube picks, I think it's 16 channels to attend this camp, uh... And they call us winners, even though there's 16 of them, which is pretty cute. That's nice. Uh, And basically, we're going to get a lot of production advice and learning and get to create things and film them in the YouTube space studios and get advice directly from YouTube, which is going to be super valuable and very exciting. I'm incredibly honored because I know there was hundreds of entries. So the fact that I've been chosen just blows my mind a little bit, especially because I saw some of the other entries and they were all amazing. So... Yeah, I'm very excited about that. That's where I'm going to be spending the week. Cool. I bet you'll learn so much. That will be super inspiring. Yeah, well, I think so. And some of the past like attendees, like they call them alumni from the camp, are these creators who are absolutely huge now and, you know, they've really found their way with it and are making a living with it. And I'm sure they're on that path before the camp as well, but mm-hmm. it seems like this is really like gives them a leg up and... Yeah, very exciting. My Twitter's been blowing up because they tweeted about us from the YouTube creator's Twitter account. So nice. It's been a crazy 24 hours since that got announced. It's been awesome. Cool. Well, we'll have to do a little recap next time to hear how it went. Sounds good. How about you? How's your week been? You got any exciting news? (laughs) Yeah, it's been one of those weeks where I've really been catching up with life uh, because I've been away for a bit. It's just been one of those weeks where I feel like I'm just stumbling over myself really and questioning how many things I commit myself to, Uh, but I'm sort of going to give it a bit of time because I wonder if that's just me having to catch up because of being away or whether it's a sign of like, hey Fem, maybe you're taking on a little bit too much work and you should slow down. Like I'm not really sure which one of the two it is yet, so going to kind of be a bit more aware as I go on the next couple of weeks um, about my workload and sort of see how it's making me feel. It sounds like it might be a bit of both, to be honest. I always get that, what the heck am I doing when I come back from a break? And I think that's because there's been that break in productivity and, you know, that consistent output that you do, the consistent level of work, rather. 
and getting back into it is always difficult. And I think it just makes you realize just how much you achieve in a quote unquote normal week, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's exactly it. And the, the amount of work that I do is difficult to keep up with when I do go away. Like I do try as much as I can to sort of prepare and plan in advance so that when I'm away, you know, I can actually maybe relax a little bit and things keep ticking over. But that's really difficult to do. So I need to figure out a better way to kind of manage myself for when I'm away and keep my side projects going. Yeah, whenever I go away, to be honest, I tend to just try and get everything done beforehand so that I don't have to work while I'm on holiday. But that doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't, unfortunately. It's it's a lot more difficult than I'd like to think it would be. Yeah. So with your projects, uh, feeling a bit, I don't know, unsure of if you should continue on with some of them or not, could any of that be related to fear of failure along with the you know stress of how much you've got on? Potentially, I think at the moment I'm not afraid of failing any of my current projects that I have on my plate, but I'm That's good. more afraid of failing like potential projects that I have in my mind that I would really like to do. And so because of that, it's kind of holding me back from starting them, to be honest. I think that's a super common fear to have. Like, I think I, for me anyway, that's when fear of failure hits most is not when I'm partway through a project, but before starting it. And I know it's early to bring in a Twitter poll, but we did ask our audience this, if our if fear of failure has ever stopped them from doing something. And 88% of them said yes. So I don't think we're the only ones, obviously. Yeah, I think that's probably the most common period to experience that fear is definitely before starting something. And I think that's quite an important distinction to make, especially when you compare the feeling of imposter syndrome. Because to me, imposter syndrome is not necessarily about not starting something because you don't feel good enough. It's about doing stuff and actually producing work and still not feeling good enough whereas fear of failure is more about being too paralyzed to even start like it's it's that level before imposter syndrome where you're like absolutely paralyzed to begin anything because you're so afraid of that failure do you know what I mean yeah I totally know what you mean that's a really good distinction between the two I think because they do tie together but they are definitely different things and you're right imposter syndrome sort of strikes when you are doing something and you have that moment of realizing wait a second am I really good enough to be doing this yeah whereas fear of failure like you said it does it it can be a barrier to even getting started with a project which is sad is there any projects you wanted to talk about that you are scared of failing in yeah I think the most obvious one at the moment is the magazine that I've been talking about for a long time and the reason I've been talking about it for a long time is because I'm afraid of starting it, uh, which is something that I'm trying to overcome. I mean, I've done the sort of initial groundwork. I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, I need to decide, am I doing it or am I not doing it and decide whether I'm going to commit or not. And I'm just afraid of it not being as successful as I would like it to be. I mean, I know to keep my expectations kind of low because it would be my first like quote unquote product to sort of launch Uh, and I sort of know from research and experience to kind of have low expectations but you know still in the back of my mind like it would be really awesome if it 
was super successful and because of those feelings I'm kind of afraid to commit to it unfortunately. I, I get this every single time I launch a new product as well and unfortunately sometimes that fear of failure has turned out to actually be valid. Um, I don't think any of my products that I've ever launched have done as well as I wanted them to unfortunately but I don't know it, it is a case of thinking about your expectations and realizing that not everyone will love this thing as much as you do unfortunately it's tough though because you put so much time and effort into it for it to not you know sell out or sell as well as you hoped it, it can be really disappointing but you know what I've never ever regretted trying I've never regretted launching any of the products that I have even though they haven't sold as well as I wanted them to there's still like they have still sold like some people have bought them and that means that some people out there are wearing my t-shirts they're using my notebooks and they're all over the world and so I just have to remember that you know that, that that's really cool not everyone does that even if it's just a couple of people and, and it is more than a couple of people actually so I really shouldn't be complaining but even just knowing that is really special so it's important to keep that in mind and I suppose n not get brought down by the fact that you didn't quite meet the goals you wanted to. So do you think that it's at least worth trying something even if you're going to fail it? Definitely because you don't know you're going to fail it and failure means something different to everyone right just like is it was it in a previous episode we've talked about success being different I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah I think but, so. But failure is different for everyone as well and to be honest, I think the only true failure, this is going to sound really cheesy, but really is giving up. Like, mm -hmm. it's not it's not really failing that I my t-shirt line, you know, didn't sell as much as I wanted it to because I can learn for next time what to do better. And I already know that I didn't market it enough. You know, I didn't uh, drive that whole experience very well. So I've only got myself to blame and to learn from for next time. And I would consider it a failure if I just gave up and never did another one. Yeah, I guess it's all up to how you define failure and success, right? Like, just because you didn't sell as much t-shirts as you hoped to doesn't make that a failure. It just means that maybe you didn't reach the goal that you wanted to reach. But it's still a success because, hey, you made money and you sold one t-shirt, which was all you really ever hoped to do was to sell a t-shirt, right? Mm, totally. And there's a spectrum, right? It's not like... The opposite, like, it's not like if you don't succeed, it's a failure. It's not those two things. There's so many points in between. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've I've never really thought of the in between. I guess I've always thought of like, okay, this didn't work, like it was a failure, or oh, this was super successful. But I guess there is that middle ground where it is a success, but you know that you could have done better, I guess, or maybe you didn't quite reach the goal that you were wanting to reach, but you still sort of crossed that line of making it a success yeah I think so and that's probably due to the fact that like with us both and with a lot of people I'm sure who are listening because as we say this is a podcast for motivated creatives and so as a very motivated person we have lofty goals and that means we don't always reach our goals that's true and I think that's fine because the point of a goal is not like it's a target right it's something to aim for it's not a point you know you're going to hit anyway and so you say it's your goal to make yourself feel better <laughs> yeah I like what you said earlier about the only failure is like not trying or not starting or, or doing nothing and I do think that's quite interesting because often 
like we do consider failure trying something and it not working but I think I would agree that even not trying anything at all and just staying stationary that itself is a failure because even if you try something and it doesn't work out how you wanted it to you're still going to learn a lot along the way and you're still going to learn things and have that experience and you'll be able to take those learnings and experiences on board for next time to make it more successful yeah exactly like none of my products like I was saying before have ever sold out or you know been super popular but from trying them I've learned so much about screen printing about selling things online in general and I've been able to then share that knowledge on my YouTube channel which has really helped build an audience as well I think one of my videos about screen printing has it it might be nearing 200,000 views now and I couldn't have made that video if I hadn't have been trying to do my own products you know and trying to sell them so yeah I, I shouldn't be too hard on myself I suppose even though I didn't reach that goal that I'd set for myself it was a pretty high goal so it's understandable that I didn't reach it you know that's just a fact of life when you aim high yeah I wonder what it is that makes us so afraid of failure like I wonder whether it's the idea of disappointing ourselves or disappointing others or you know we don't want to I guess create a track record for ourselves of like constant failures but you know I know some pretty successful people that have had failures and not only that but they've been really open about it as well like they've shared what went wrong uh, what they could have done better and actually iterating that idea or that thing that failed in public and turning it into something more successful and because of that I actually look up to those people more and I have more respect for them because I'm like hey like you're a real person like you're open and you're honest about the failures that you have and you're also sharing how you're turning those failures into future successes and I appreciate those people you know what that is all everything you just said I love it by the way um I feel like I don't ever view those people as failing because of that content they put out afterwards and the way they talk about it and the way they show that they're moving on like yeah failure is not an end point for them it's just a step you know so I suppose I've never really thought about the fact that so many of the people I look up to have had failures you know quote unquote because it doesn't really seem like they take that as an answer you know well they don't define themselves by yes, that exactly like they they'll admit like yeah I failed at this thing but look where I am now like I've done all these things since then and had more success totally I think what you said before about wondering why we're so afraid of failure I think everything you said hit the nail on the head it's for me it's mostly that I want to be a person who achieves things and I want to be a person who doesn't let myself down uh, and especially this might sound strange but the more successes I have the more afraid I am of failing because you know I'm on such a good path like when's this going to end like when is that downfall going to come which is a strangely pessimistic way of viewing things for me because I like to think of myself as an optimist. Do you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying and it's getting me thinking about like me and sort of my future self and to be honest, I don't want to be one of those people that have only ever had successes. Like I don't want to be one of those people that are like, 
look at me, do everything I did. I, you know, everything's been perfect for me and this is how I've achieved success. So you should do the exact same thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think the learnings that you can take from those failures help shape you as a person. And that's the kind of person I want to be is a person who has experienced failure and experienced success. And because I've experienced both of those, I feel like I'm a person that has more to share. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Do you know what I think is that if you've never experienced failure, you're probably not trying hard enough. You're not pushing yourself enough. Yeah. You don't want to be too comfortable. Yeah. It's rare to get things exactly right the first time you do something. So if you are finding that you're hitting every single goal you ever set for yourself and you're like getting a successful result every single time, maybe you need to challenge yourself more and step out of your comfort zone. I'm interested to know from you, Charlie, what scares you more. So is it the fear of failing or the fear of never even starting something? What do you think is more scary? Well, to me, never starting something that I know I want to do is failing. So I suppose I'm scared of them both equally. But the thing is, I've got a lot of projects in my head that nobody knows about. And so that's only... Those are little failures that only I'm aware of. I think I'm much more afraid of failing in public. So, for example, uh, a couple of months ago, I was talking about a graphic t-shirt workshop that I wanted to host this month, in fact, that we're currently in, is when I said I wanted to host it. And then a bunch of stuff came up. Uh, I had to move flats, and flat hunting in London is a full-time job, so I had to drop everything and focus on that because you know, I need a place to live. And then uh, there's been preparing for my conference talk. I don't know. I, I just took on too much, I think. And it just wasn't looking like I was going to be able to get that workshop done. So I had to admit defeat in a way and, and postpone it, I suppose. Not that I'd even set a date or, you know, um, brought students on board yet. But that for me was a very public failure because everyone had heard me talk about it and knew that I was planning it and then I had to say oh actually no I'm not doing that anymore so that is more scary to me than the ideas that I have just to myself you know yeah I guess like I also see it as because you actually did start it and you committed to it and something came up out of your control that I don't know if I do see it as a failure like to me when I think of your workshop I don't think that it's something that you set out to do and that you're no longer doing. Like to me, it's just on pause, if you know what I mean. So because it hasn't ended, I wouldn't consider it a failure, if that makes True. sense. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I know logically that's how I should think of it. <laughs> but it's much more difficult when you're in the situation. Yeah. I did try to do uh, what you were talking about before, though, with uh, talking about this failure and, you know, saying what I've learned from it. Uh, in my July newsletter, which is, I send out a newsletter at the end of every month, sort of like a recap of the content that I've produced in the past month and a bit of a story of, you know, something I've learned or been thinking about over that month. And in my July newsletter, I talked about being forced to reevaluate priorities. And I talked about my process of what I went through when I found out that I had to let something go of how I evaluated each thing and decided that the workshop had to go. And that was quite cathartic for me in a way because it was kind of like uh, validating that I made the right choice to write that piece so I wonder if that's why like you were saying those successful people who write about their failures I wonder if that's why they do it too. I'm having some thoughts at the moment and I'm trying to decide whether it's possible for others 
to define our own failure or whether Ooh. failure can only be defined by ourselves. And that probably sounds like super confusing. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that in my mind, something that I've done is only a failure if I decide that it is. And I think when I decide that it is, that's because I've focused on all the things that went wrong and, you know, maybe I'm a bit disappointed by how I did things and and what the outcome was. But if I focus on the positives and what went right, like, sure, maybe there are a couple things that didn't go right and that could have been better. But if I focus on the positives more, then even though maybe it didn't meet the goals, I could still consider it a success. And And I'm wondering if that's only for me to define. Do you know what I, I think mean? it is. I think that just like success can only be defined by yourself and your own goals, I think failure is the same. It can only be defined by you because what looks like a success to one person is going to be different for another and the same as failure. What looks like failure for one person yeah. might be different for someone else. Like I'm sure there's creators that I know who have done a body of work or, or put something out, a side project or whatever, and for me as the the consumer or the viewer, whatever, I see it as super successful. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, it's great. You gave out this resource or you did this project or whatever. But who knows, maybe to them, secretly inside, like they see things that I don't see and maybe they're not as happy with it as it could have been. And to them, they consider it a failure, but they're not necessarily public about it. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that's the case with all of my products that I sell, you know, People think, oh, look, Charlie's got this store and she sells things for us. I'm like, oh, no one buys my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it comes a lot down to our own perception too and and what we put out. And that's why I do like the people that are quite transparent about talking about their failures and their successes and the learnings from both of those. Yeah, totally. Should we dive into some of the tweets from our listeners? Yes, we got some good ones. Yeah, this one sparked a lot of discussion, so... I don't know, even though it's not nice to that other people feel this failure as well, it's nice to know we're all in the same boat. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, so please forgive me if I get it wrong, but Jaime or something like that <laughs> has said, I think that failure is always a good thing when taken as part of the learning process, but turns bad when it brings you down. They went on to say, I think failure is part of the learning process, but we give it a negative connotation when things don't go as expected. So in my opinion, failure is good as long as we have the right mindset. And by right, I mean what doesn't make our minds go crazy. Sounds like that is a really good attitude to have towards failure. And it goes along with what you were saying before, Fem, about failure is for us to define. So if we decide to make it part of the learning process, then it can be a good thing. We can learn from it and go on. And if we decide to let it bring us down and let it be the end point of our project, then that's our own fault, really. Yeah, I think mindset plays a huge role in it. Like if you say you're going to launch a new t-shirt line and you do all this work for it and you do marketing stuff and you write blog posts about it and you, you know, create new art, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, maybe you only sell one t-shirt. Like probably I'm assuming most people would consider that a failure, but yep. <laughs> if if you think about it, all the stuff that you learned along the way in terms of preparing for that launch and, and the writing that you did and creating the art, like even just that, creating the artwork is nurturing your design skills. So there's always a benefit in there somewhere. Like there's always takeaways and always learnings to be had, I think. 
Yeah, I think that you can't let failure be the end point. Like if you took got to that stage where you sold one t-shirt and thought, oh well, that failed, I'm never going to do that again. But if you took that as a, a blip in the road and thought, right, okay, how am I going to improve for next time? Eventually you're going to have success because you're going to keep trying and you're going to keep learning from things and keep improving. And you'll view that, you know, selling one t-shirt as, oh, that was my beginning. You know, remember that time I only sold one and now I'm selling a hundred. Yeah. You know? Makes a good story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know, it, it, it is a much better story because... If you just sold 100 t-shirts straight away, what have you learned from that and what can other people learn from that other than that you're lucky? <laughs> Renata said, I've been scared plenty of times, but I haven't let it stop me. Sometimes I needed a big push from someone else and every scary thing that I've done has been worthwhile and I can live with no regrets. However, change isn't always fun but needed. And I like what she said there about no regrets because I do often feel like what we regret more is not trying something or not doing what we want to do than regretting actually doing it and then failing. Yes, definitely. And I think that's because uh, if you don't do something, how are you supposed to know? You, you will be thinking about that possibly forever, you know, and thinking, why didn't I try that thing that I knew I wanted to do? Uh, yeah, in my mind, that is the only really true failure because that's the end point you gave to that project. And if you decide to pick it up again, if those thoughts of, you know, like, why didn't I do that? And if you decide to start it, it's no longer a failure because you're trying. Exactly. So we asked if our listeners thought failure could ever be a good thing because obviously it does have very negative connotations. And it had some interesting responses. Hannah said, I think it can teach us valuable lessons. Sometimes I've learned more from failing than if it had worked out. Hashtag stay positive. <laughs> That's nice. I, re I really do like that. And I think that is true in that if you think about something failing or, or maybe it's going on that decline, you know, like things aren't quite working out, but you haven't quite given up yet, but, you know, it's not looking great, then it's up to you then to make a decision like, okay, I'm going to let it go or I'm going to then you know, work really hard and work it out and, you know, get this going back on the up sort of trajectory. And so I think in that scenario, like leaning towards failure or seeing yourself dipping towards failure can be a good warning sign to get you to pick your feet back up. Yeah, totally. And something I want to bring in is that it is okay to call it quits on a project, but just because you do that, it doesn't mean it's a failure. Do you know what I mean there? Like, I don't feel like you should have to keep going with something that you're not enjoying or, you know, maybe just isn't working out for you and you're sick of it and don't want to try anymore. It's okay to stop because your time could be better spent doing other things, learning other things. And I don't know, I just think it's not good to continue on with stuff that you're not enjoying, you know, because that's bad for your mindset. It's, it's going to make you not enjoy your side projects if you're constantly trying at this thing you really don't want to be doing just because you're scared of it being a failure. That's not a good reason to keep going with something. Yeah, I think everything has a sunset, right? Like, oh, that's a nice term. Like every project that we do eventually is going to sunset. And so when that time comes and it's no longer a thing, I mean, it's definitely not a failure, yeah, it's just a thing that you tried and you can take the lessons you learned from it and move on. And it's all about how you think of it. In the moment, it's so hard to think that way. But 
I think it's one of those things that comes with time. Like you'll consider it a failure for a while and then eventually you'll move on. <laughs> so we got quite a few tweets that were focused on the learning experiences that failure can provide. So Daniel said... Uh, Yes, I believe so, because without failure, you might not be learning, and what we learn from failure can make us better in the future. And Scott said, although failure is an undesirable outcome, there's always a lot to learn from the experience, so therefore I think failure can be a good thing. And Paul said, not only is failure a learning opportunity, but a great motivator. If I wasn't good enough for the specific project that I tried, what can I do to get to the next one? I like that failure being a motivator. It's almost like, I don't know, I don't know if it's the fear of failure or or the act of failure itself that's more of a motivator that Paul's talking about, but I think both could be. Yeah, like for example, let's say you had a t-shirt line that failed. Sorry, we keep using your t-shirt line as an example of <laughs> failure. t-shirt company. But I don't think it's a failure, just for the record. <laughs> but let's say you launched a line that didn't go well. Yeah. Do you think that would encourage you to do another one and and put more effort into it to make it more successful or do you think that would be a warning sign for you to be like oh no okay maybe this isn't working so I'm gonna step back a bit I go for the first option only because I really want to be a person with a t-shirt company like I like that about myself and I like designing t-shirts so therefore I want to find a way to make it work you know yeah so I've got that passion for it and I think that passion has to be there in order to get over failures, it's really hard to move on from a failure when it's something that you're not very passionate about trying with. I think if I didn't love it as much as I do, I would take the, you know, a lack of sales for a line to be a sign to stop. But because I love it and because I want to make it work, I take it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And I guess that kind of ties in with Eric's tweet who said, if failure makes you work harder then yes, sometimes it can be a good thing, which I guess is what you're kind of talking about where if a, if a line did quote-unquote fail, that would sort of encourage you potentially to work harder on the next one. There's always something more that can be learned and something better that you can do, you know, and if a line doesn't sell as well, that means that this this particular project isn't going to come as easy to me. You know, success is not going to be an easy goal to reach for this one, and so I have to try harder than I thought I would, you know. Yeah. Lauren says that she gets a fear of failure whenever she looks at job postings. She never thinks she's qualified or good enough, so ends up not applying. Well, that's that's kind of breaks my heart to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's sad. I think that you should always try because what's the worst they can do is say, no, thank you. You're not right for this opportunity. And it's, you know, no skin off your nose. You've You've sent in the application. You've completed the act of updating your portfolio, writing your CV or whatever it is you need to do so you'll be ready for the next one. And yeah, it's worth trying, I think. You never quite know. When I applied for my first web design job at Zero, which was an accounting software company based in Wellington, where Femme and I used to live, uh, I didn't think I would get it because I'd designed a total of two websites in my life and both of them were for me. I didn't have any sort of... (laughs) client experience designing websites and so I thought oh well you know this is something I want to do so I might as well try and start getting interviews you know and learning what web design interviews are going to entail and to my surprise I got the job and so I'm very glad that I bothered to try and didn't just think oh I'd never get that so I won't 
I won't worry about it, you know? Yeah, I guess at the very least you could take the whole application process as a learning experience to find out what you need to learn and do better in, I suppose. But I also like to take the sort of framework, like when I'm sort of applying for things and I'm kind of nervous about it, like maybe I think I'm underqualified or not quite good enough or whatever, but I really want to do it. I like to think that, well, you know, I've already got a no. Like by not applying, it's automatically a no. I love that. Like you're you're not going to get it. But if you apply, it could be a yes, right? So wouldn't you rather apply and increase your chance of potentially getting a yes? And having that sort of mentality of, of thinking that way when I want to apply for things has always pushed me to apply. And there have been times where I actually did get the yes. That's so cool. I love that way of thinking of it. I've never thought about it that way before. I think that will really help Lauren if she's listening to adopt that sort of mentality because you're right. If you don't apply, there's 0% chance you're going to get exactly. it. Exactly. You've already got to know. If you do apply, your chances are immediately increased. I think that same advice could also help Nina, who said that the fear of failing and feeling not good enough for a team has stopped me from trying out for new experiences like hackfests. The weight of failing a team and disappointing others is a tough wall to overcome. Right. That is true that that's really scary, but also what if you do well? What if it's a new skill that you can learn and you know you discover something about yourself you didn't know that you could do and even even if it doesn't turn out how you want, you will learn from the experience and you'll learn for next time, you know? I think that you should definitely try. Totally. And I read this uh, Medium article by Adam Grant recently which we'll link in the show notes and he says Ultimately, what we regret is not failure, but the failure to act. And I think that's super applicable to almost everything that we've talked about in this episode so far. Yeah, basically this whole episode could just be summed up with that one quote. (laughs) (laughs) It could have just been like a 10 second long episode. (laughs) It's true. I don't have any regrets of any, like how I was saying, I feel like my t-shirt lines have been kind of been failures because they haven't met the success that I wanted them to. I don't regret them at all. nothing I don't regret any project I've ever started and tried yeah the only thing I'd regret is ones that I haven't done and I'm not I wouldn't call them regrets yet because I do have a lot of projects haven't started but I'm not like giving up on them yet I know they'll happen someday and I just can't do everything at once nice I think that's a good note to end on I think so too so it's advice for getting over failure is basically to adjust your mindset and the way you think about failure Remember that it's personal to you and that you're the only one who can decide if something is a failure. So just decide that it's not. You can wallow in it for a little bit because we're all going to do that. You know, it's disappointing when things don't turn out how they seem. But don't let that be the end. Don't let failure be the end point and stop you from trying and moving on and learning from it. Good advice. Thanks to everyone who contributed to this episode with their tweets. That was really nice. If you want to get in on the Twitter conversations that we have, then you can follow us on Twitter at DesignLifeFM. Yeah, it means a lot to us when people share their stories. And I think it really helps everybody. It's like this big therapy session almost sometimes these episodes, I feel. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. We'd also really appreciate it if you are enjoying the show. If you would head on over to iTunes, that's also will be linked in the show notes. And leave us a positive review and a rating because it really will help other people discover the show and we can bring more people into the conversation. And you can find our other episodes on our website, which is 
dub 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 who says that anymore dub 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 but <laughs> you apparently yeah apparently <laughs> uh you can go to designlife.fm and you'll see all of our episodes there and you can sign up for our newsletter there as well that will come into your inbox every monday morning so we'll see you in the next episode i suppose yeah see you charlie bye fam <laughs> <laughs>